Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. today's episode with Craig and Kitty. I just wanted to do a quick little introduction. So today's episode to talk about weight loss for women, uh, eating more, training less and getting results. And I know this is a topic that so many of you find really interesting, especially because the concept of weight loss, of eating more food is actually quite hard to grasp and get your head around especially when we're thinking about gut issues so if you're struggling with constipation loose stools you know classic ibs bloating anything like that then we know that that's actually the last of our priorities when it comes to um you know um, healing our gut so we want to heal our gut first we want to get to the root cause of that bacteria overgrowth, those parasites, that leaky gut, all the things that are causing your gut issues. So please keep that in mind when you listen to today's episode that you can't just go and follow, you know, the pro-metabolic style of eating and something that Kitty and Craig are really passionate about and I am too when I follow in my lifestyle, but you've got to understand I did the gut work first. So I went and did the hard stuff. I did the testing. I healed my gut before I could go on and to heal my metabolism. Now, I've never had issues with weight gain as such. Um, I've always been on the smaller side because I've always trained so much and under eaten. Now, this is not because I had a fast metabolism. This is because I've been in a really, really severe calorie deficit, meaning I wasn't having periods and that did also lead to some of my gut issues as well. So just go, oh, you're, you know, you're not just lucky, Sheridan, you've just, you burn everything you eat. That's not true. I've done the hard work and it took me years and I committed to testing and I healed my gut and now I drink orange juice. I can drink dairy or eat dairy if I want. I can eat uh, potatoes, something that I, you know, would never have eaten before or eat some grains that don't eat gluten, obviously, because I'm allergic to it, but there's things like that that I would never have considered before. I have honey every day. I have a lot of fruit. So again, when I was battling candida and parasites and bacteria overgrowth, all those fructose, all those sugars were not good for my gut at all. So just keep that in mind when you know we kind of mention cutting out leafy greens and not eating so many veggies and kale and if you go and listen to kitty's podcast you understand that's a really big theme and she's so passionate about eating for your body and strength training and you know healing women and losing weight which is just amazing and i've seen personally great results for me when i've incorporated those repeat principles and that pro-metabolic lifestyle but like i said i incorporated it only a few months ago as opposed to you know once my gut was good i wouldn't go in and jump into pro-metabolic eating of like i said uh some you know more starches than you normally would more sugars than you normally would all those kinds of things without healing my gut, doing the testing first and making sure I'd gotten to the root cause 
before I start adding in all these additional foods. So listen to today's episode. Let me know how you go. Also, if you do want to get to the root cause of your gut stuff and you do want to understand what's going on, you can now access the Gut Health Solution as a self-paced course. So you can just jump onto my website, um, sign up to that, join up. It'll take you through the six pillars of gut health. It'll have the videos and the modules and the recipes and the step-by-step guidelines that you need. If you start it and decide that you want to join in the live intake um, in about a month in February or you know later on in the year because I do them quarterly, no problem at all. Um, just for an extra $97, you can jump in and join the live intake because it is cheaper to do it self-paced because you don't have access to me through it. So go over to the website, SheridanDecker.com, have a look at that. It's just under work with me and the gut health solution. Otherwise, enjoy today's episode and let me know if you have any questions. Welcome to another episode of the Empowered Hormones podcast. Today, I have the privilege of speaking to Kitty and Craig. So Kitty and Craig are co-owners of New Strength, uh, Saturay, and also Kitty hosts the Win at Life podcast. So We've actually you- changed the name. Sorry. Oh, Sorry okay. to throw that in there. It's now I'll called the Weight Loss for Women um, eat more, train less, get results podcast. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. No, was the no. win at life podcast. Yes. Yeah, so, no one's searching win at life. So, they go to the podcast. Search thing. for the new one. And are you still the primary co-host Kitty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then cool. now every week, what we're doing is we're having one with the guests where I interview someone on a topic and then Craig and I just do it. Well, basically I get Craig to talk. It's all around just different topics. Amazing. Yep. In yep. our program, how we get women, the results that we do basically. Yep. It makes more, not makes more sense, not that your last name was um, bad, that's not what I mean, but I mean like it's so specific now um, as to what you do and who you help as well. Oh, totally. And, you know, like I think I was always a bit about like, oh, the weight loss, weight loss, but, you know, like a lot of women that come to us, they are looking for weight loss. That's what they're looking for, but they yeah. need to do it in a healthy and sustainable way that supports yeah. their metabolism and their hormones, and that's exactly what we do you know, we get them sustainable results and get them feeling really good at the same time. You know, no, there's not a lot of like, I gained weight, obviously, which I can, we'll probably talk about, but we get a real range of women, but a lot of them come to us initially, like me going, well, I thought that I needed to lose weight. Yeah. So perfect segue into that. Is that new strength is your combined business? So tell me a little <laughs> bit about that. So you guys both run new strength and how did you come up with that name and why did that come about? Well, basically, laughing. <laughs> we, we, um, because we, 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 so go back. Like I'd got divorced and was just going on this like rampage of drinking and taking drugs and just being a loose cannon. And you know, as you do, or some people do, when they go through a divorce. And um, and then my boss was like, I was working in mining at the time, and my boss was like, I'm just gonna fire you if you don't get your shit together. Because I was just like being yeah. not focused and. I didn't want to get fired. And then, so I was like, okay, all right, well, I need to like, cause only I had one relationship before that, before Craig. And so I went out and bought all these books and then 30 and I, you know, stopped just going so crazy. And I met Craig 30 days later and he's a strength coach. He's a nice yep. and sports certified nutritionist and strength coach. And, um, you know, we met and the first night we met, we just like instantly connected. Hey, Craig. Mm. Instantly. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty seamless. Really. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And we actually slept with each other on the first night. So who says that, you know, one night stands can't yeah. succeed? Well, how many uh, years ago was that now then? Like, like eight years? Eight years? Yeah, we were okay. saying the other day, eight uh-huh. years? 2014, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, God, eight years. It's been eight years with Kitty. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. 
And then he, I was just hating my job in mining and he was hating where he was doing PTing, like coaching. Mm. And we were living in Brisbane in the Gold Coast. And I was like, look, I just don't want to live apart anymore. Like let's one of us move. So we decided that Craig would move to the Gold Coast. um, And then, but in the interim, he was going to work at this studio in on the Gold Coast, which is at Mount Gravatt, which wasn't a far drive from Main Beach. And then he started working there and it was a lady that I'd known, been friends with for years who'd coached me through various like comps, like, you know, fitness competitions. And um, then we stupid, well, it wasn't stupid, but we, cause we didn't have any business experience and we were like, yeah. oh, we'll buy into this gym. So Craig can then work at this gym and we'll own this gym and, you know, it'll be amazing. And so we bought into it and then I was like, oh, I just hate my job so much and in mining. I was going to leave and I was just going to go back and do some recruitment and sort of help Craig in the gym. And my dad was like, why don't you just go all in? Like you're going to have one foot in, one foot out. If anyone can do it, you can. So I just quit my job. We both started working in this gym. But about a week into it, Craig, I remember telling me a few months later going, I realized we'd made a massive mistake yeah. buying into this gym because of the person that we'd bought in with. So anyway, I don't know how long it was after Craig that we ended up buying, sitting down with her and we bought her out, paid oh, way man. too much money for this gym. Hey, Craig, like now we look at it, we're like, we paid 120 grand for this shitbox gym that had no equipment, no systems, didn't even have an F-POS machine, no built-up client base. Like how stupid we were back then. But then I'm like, oh, well, we look where we are now. You know, yeah. we we, yeah. we we made it work. So that was the best thing we ever did. And we were driving over to his mum's house. Remember one day, Craig in the car? Mm-hmm. And we were like, what? what trying to think of the name because it was yeah. the, the gym was called Pure Energy, and I'm like, okay, gym, I was gonna ask. It's, yeah. not, it's not going to stay Pure Energy because it's yeah. just. <laughs> um, and it was just like, well, what do we do? And it was just like, oh, we specialize in nutrition, and we do strength training, and we're excited, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, you know, and I, I can't remember how well. I was. Kitty was just like, why don't we just call it New Strength? We'll just combine the two names. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that kind of rolls off pretty well, and it just sort of stuck. Yeah. So the focus but, for nutrition at the that time was around training or macros training what happened is well I when I met Craig at the same time I just found Emma my business coach a business partner in Saturate and so I'd sort of enrolled to do her 12-week popping the food bubble program and I started to learn about that and of course you know like whenever I find something I'm like oh I was like this is it so I was all over Craig as well going you've got to do this you know like you've got to get on this nutrition. And then he was obviously, you know, right into strength training and body composition change. And he obviously just swayed me completely, like convinced me that strength. I mean, I just loved it. I fell in love with it. He taught me how to strength train. I remember watching him in the gym with clients and I was like, Oh, like I've watched you train people. I said, there's this system that you do like that you follow where you regress movements and I see you and I'm like and then we're like oh we could turn that into this group training and then we obviously developed our nutrition approach as well which was all based on working with Emma and we worked with Dodie for a year because Emma went on maternity leave so that's sort of where we really developed our methodology hey Craig over three years of you working with people in the gym with the training and also with the nutrition yeah, yeah. Yep. sorry, go ahead. go ahead. Yeah, oh, I just love that because it's so different because there seems to be, and I noticed sort of from my experience of nutrition, there's either like the healthy eating side or mm. there's more of the macros in the training side. It's very rare to come across in my, from what I've seen of what you guys do, where you actually combine the two together and go, hey, it's going to be healthy, it's going to be this, it's going to be that, but it's also going to be sustainable around training and build your muscle. Mm. you're exactly right yeah we really did combine that because Craig I think really bought that 
like I remember when he when I first met him and he's like okay like this is just a simple explanation but he's like I'm pretty simple like the weight you put on the bar will you know control the muscle you have and the food you put in your mouth will control your body weight and everything else in between is the fat so it's like you know we set the diet we set the nutrition and then we measure the body composition change and then we sort of combine that with all of the you know, like stuff we learned about metabolic supporting your metabolism and balancing your hormones. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Cause you know, like I finally felt like I had the power back around my body and the nutrition. I had all these, I learned about macros and tracking and, you know, and then, but also around the foods that were going to support my thyroid and improve my digestion. And Craig really, I think, bought in that. And I'll let Craig talk. So I'm just totally taking over as always, as I always do. He's sitting there just going, we may as well just do this podcast with you because you just he goes me the foghorn but i really like craig really you know brought in that the measurement and the tracking and the data which i just found so fascinating and amazing so i was like wow this is like so i was 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 like tracking i hate tracking because it was around eating 1200 calories but now he's like no it's about optimization and you can lift these weights and you're going to change your body and it was just really i found it so awesome i know craig can jump in and talk a bit now like i've just totally dominated for the last. Do, one. do you want me to say something? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I'll shut up now. No, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the simplest way to explain it is the amount of food that you eat on a daily basis is what controls your body weight. So we all intuitively know this. You eat too much, your weight goes up, right? Like you eat less, your weight goes down. Like it, people try to overcomplicate that process, but uh, you know, when we understand the law of thermodynamics, that's ultimately what happens right? The amount of food you eat is the biggest influencer on what happens with your body weight. So I just sort of say, well, the amount of food controls your body weight. The types of food you eat are going to control how you feel. So ultimately we want to be looking at things from how well you uh, digest and absorb foods. So that's going to be different from each individual, you know, and I, I sort of say, look, what works for me might not work for you and what works for some may not work for others. But that's in terms of food choice, in terms of, you know, what you prefer to eat and how it makes you feel. But ultimately, at the end of the day, we need to measure how much is actually going in. Because if your goal is, you know, weight loss, body composition change, then we need to have that metric in place in order to assess that on a week to week basis in order for us to make the objective decisions on what needs to happen moving forward. Because without objective data, you're, you're just, you're flying blind. And, you know, I sort of say that to my clients. I'm like, look, you don't, you don't pay me to guess. So I, I need this objective data for you. So then I can make the decisions on what we need to do moving forward. And when you have that data in front of you, and I, I, I believe obviously because we've worked with women for so long now, women have a, a lot more of an emotional and psychological attachment to food and their weight and that sort of thing. So a lot of the time when you have those objective measures there, it kind of removes that uncertainty of, or am I progressing towards a one or I kind of feel like, or I don't think, you know, all of that kind of language gets removed and we just look at the actual measurements that actually mean anything. And that allows you to make the right decisions on what needs to change. Yeah. And I think that's so important. And also that aspect that so many people associate tracking with, Mm. um, you know, like strength or training. Yeah. 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 And I can't eat this and I can't do that. And they're like, I don't want to track. Like so many clients, I don't want to track and this and that. And I never have pushed on my clients up until the last couple months since I tracked properly with your program whereas yeah previously it was like 1200 calories and I just hated it and I was like never doing that again but then now I go well hey you've got 
got these heavy, painful periods. Are you even eating enough? Are you even eating mm. enough protein? Yeah. And like I said before, I'm like, I know, you know, lots of don't strength train or whatever. And it's all, you know, because my niche is gut health. But I'm like, you actually, you do need to track this stuff. And the food triggers are so much easier to identify when someone's tracking food as well, mm-hmm. because they're reacting to all these starches. And before they're like, no, 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 I'm fine. There's no way. Like, it's not the issue. <laughs> and then they start tracking the oh, shivers. I didn't know I ate so little and I can now identify what I'm reacting to, which is amazing as well. Do you know what I think too? Like this is just, I think highlights this is I interviewed a client yesterday for our podcast. She's 98 kilos. She's 16 weeks into the program. She's 14 and a half kilos down eating 2,150 calories a day, training two to three days a week. And just, she's active. She's a hairdresser and she's like, Kitty, I, it's, I can actually stick to the diet. And I think women think that they need to eat so little to lose weight. Whereas when they actually start tracking, she's like, I just can't believe that I can eat all this food and lose weight. Cause before she was eating 1200. And then obviously after a while, you're like, I can't stick to this. The sugar cravings are so much. And then you like, I would put away thousands and thousands of calories in a sitting, you know, whereas yeah. now she's eating more consistently on day to day. She's like, I can't believe I just get to eat all these foods. I enjoy every single day. It is so amazing. Yeah. I feel I'm sleeping better. My cycle has regulated. I She's like the brain fog has lifted and she's down like all that weight. And she's like, I just feel, and she's like, I tell everyone about this, you know? So it's like that whole tracking piece. It's like, you just don't know until you like, and I just really, when Craig said that to him, I'm like, oh, you're right. When I started to put the food in, I'm like, it just amazes me how much food I can eat now. Because yes. before I just didn't know and that I actually need, like if I don't eat enough, I don't sleep, I can't train properly, you know. Um, so I just, yeah, I think it's like getting past that barrier of the tracking is looking, being more like looking at it as it's exciting and it's going to yeah. show you how you're like, you're going to learn all this, all of these amazing things about your body. And I think when you plan in advance, like we talk about this all the time, Hey Craig, like I think if you just do it day to day and you're putting it in and trying to balance it, I mean, I would find that stressful as fuck. Like yeah. we both sit down at the start of the week. We decide, you know, I just tell Craig what we're in for dinner for the, <laughs> he puts it in his meal plan, you know, but we have a plan and we stick to it. And he's like, you know, what are we having this night? And he puts it in and it's, you know, it's all ready for us for the week. So like this week when we're back at work and it's really busy, I was just saying to Craig before, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I've got all my food prepped. Yeah. Like yeah I've just had these small breaks uh, and I've been, yeah. and I know that I've got the energy to, you know, get through the day and I'm going to be able to sleep. Whereas if I was trying to do it day to day, I'd be like, I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And awareness, hey, like once you start tracking and you kind of get an idea of grams or serving sizes or things like you realize, hey, how many people overeat because they're just hungry and they're just eating and they go shit, but then how much fat they eat. And yeah. I never realized that before I did your program as well. I was like, oh, actually, <laughs> like my fat's so high and my carbs are so low. And I was just like, well, that's just what I thought healthy eating was. And it's just crazy that it's not. Mm. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's certainly, uh, the, the, the three main factors that I see that people don't, you know, ultimately make the changes that they want to see is that they, they underreport in, mm. in terms of how much they're actually eating massively. And I uh, actually did a presentation on this um, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, there was a study that was done with uh, 10 dietitians and 10 non-dietitians, and they compared the two groups when one group was tracking, the other one wasn't, and then they swapped. And even the, the dietitian, the group of dietitians and, and nutritionists. So these are the people who you pay for nutrition advice. 
when they weren't actually adhering tracking, they were on an average of underreporting 250 calories. Wow. And it, one of them was up closer to 800 calories. Wow. So, so the people who are professionals at this, well, professionals, <laughs> they're still getting it wrong by a, a, a decent amount that would dictate changes in body weight on a weekly basis. So if they're getting it wrong and they understand it, if you don't understand food and macronutrients and what foods are giving you what, then you can see how easy it is for people who I've been doing all this stuff for a while and I'm just, my weight's going up and I just don't understand why. And it's just like, well, because you haven't actually understood the skill of how to track and what foods are doing what. And unless you actually ever go through that process, you're massively going to over-report, uh, sorry, under-report what you're eating. Uh, and, and the other thing too is what people subconsciously eat, you know, like I, I always kind of use the example, I'm like, you dish it out the ice cream, you're like, oh, there's my hundred grams and there's still like 30 grams on the spoon and you eat that as well. And, it, you know, there's all the licks and bites and stuff that aren't accounted for. And if you're just not being specific with that stuff, you, you are becoming completely ignorant to the actual result that you're getting. It's like, yeah. I believe I should be losing weight, but my weight's actually going up. There must be some, something wrong with me. It must be my body. And in 99.9% .9 of cases, it's just a simple case of you not actually being accurate with what you're intaking. And yeah. So, so this, this was the driver of new strength and, and then the program you created. So have you been running your program or for eight years then, or was that uh, a later addition? So the gym was three years and then yeah. we developed the win at life program yeah. and yeah, we just wanted to, cause the gym was, we worked with both males and females and then we wanted okay. to like niche down and we thought, okay, well, what, you know, I really wanted to, and Craig was fine with this cause you know, I'm the foghorn face of the <laughs> business and he's the coach, head of coaching, okay. but help, you know, I just really wanted to help women and combine what we learned about pre-metabolic eating and, you know, supporting thyroid function and, you know, like sugar's not, the enemy and you can drink all that sort of stuff with what Craig taught around body composition change, strength training to give women, you know, free women, you know, and give them the power back with their bodies and the, the ability to change their bodies in a healthy and sustainable way. And I also the strength training too, which I just love, which I think is so empowering. And, you know, I just get so excited about it. And I think it's just so beneficial for all, all women and really give them the tools and knowledge so that they could learn it make the changes and then carry it on and, you know, into their own life, life without always having to rely on a coach, you know, to say, eat this food and here's your meal plan. You know, we teach all the women how to build their own meal plans with all the different foods that they enjoy. You know, no one meal plan in our program is the same. Yeah. yeah. They build it themselves. Hey, Craig, but the coaches work with them well, that's, to refine that's, it. It's, it's just a simple question. I'm like, you know, any, any diet or any nutrition strategy or approach that you're doing, you, you have to ask yourself the question, can I see myself doing this in say 12 weeks time and enjoying it? And if the answer is no, stop it right now, <laughs> change the approach. Because it just, again, it's something that I feel that's just been overcomplicated and, you know, certainly with social media and there's just so much noise and people, there's so much information out there, but people are more confused yeah. than ever. So yeah. we have to, we have to bring it back to the simplicities of, am I enjoying what I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because so I, I, I can honestly, so sorry to get you off. No, I can no. honestly look at all of the meals that I'm eating today, right? I, I eat five meals a day. So it works with my schedule. And, you know, in between when I have breaks and doing podcasts, all that sort of stuff, five meals works best for me. And I can absolutely say with 100% certainty to, that each five of those meals, 
I enjoy every single one of them and I look forward to them. If you can't say that, then it's not going to work. So change it, right? Yeah. There's no right or wrong. It has to start with enjoyability and personal preference first. And most people, I think like, I know some people listen to this and go, oh, I fucking love green vegetables. I'm like, <laughs> you don't really. Like, I just don't believe, like I was the same. I was like, oh, I love green vegetables. I love my <laughs> grilled chicken breast. I'm like, well, why the fuck do you keep falling off the wagon kitty and consuming tubs of ice cream and corn chips and shit on a Friday night because you cut all the sugar out of your diet for a week? Whereas now, you know, when I actually eat enough to fuel my body, I, you know, I just love orange juice so much. I love ice cream. I eat the, these things every single day. You know, we had our holidays. I did drink a bit much, too much alcohol. I used to be a big boozer and I drink occasionally now, but I just sort of, I don't know, like maybe a leopard never changes spots, but I just ate my normal food over the holidays. Whereas before it'd be like, oh, holidays, you know, I'm just going to eat everything in sight, binge all holidays and then get back to my strict routine. And I think, yeah, like what Craig said, um, you've got to enjoy it, you know, but I think there's some fundamental, like which things we teach in our program around like, you know, getting the right nutrients. So a, a whole, mainly whole food diet that includes, you know, liver and oysters, you know, bioavailable protein from animal sources, saturated fats, nutrient-dense sugars, um, you know, th those things, salts, you know, and if you're getting a good quality dairy, if you're getting those nutrients, what foods you get them from that are, you know, easy to digest, it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, I eat quite a lot of cheese. Craig doesn't eat as much cheese as me. He drinks more milk. You know, like I eat ice cream. I love cheese. Night. I just, doesn't milk just tends milk. to work with my, yeah, yeah so it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then you, can, you know you can have the sugar you can have your chocolate yeah. like this lady yesterday she's like oh i just wanted to find a diet where i could eat all the foods that i loved and lose weight <laughs> and she's like this is it yes. you know i found it the holy grail you know it's amazing i feel amazing you know it's just and she's like i'm just so excited i want to tell everyone you know and she's like i feel so excited about building my meal plan and i do it every week and i look forward to my meals and i feel like i've got control back you know yeah. and i think that's what it really excites me is just you know, and she's like the brain fog's lifted. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling so good in myself again. Yeah, it's such a changed way of thinking. Like I remember going from that and going, well, you know, I eat all these green veggies and I had 10 mm. years of gut issues and SIBO and parasites and bacteria and stuff. So you yeah. always have this food fear in a sense because you're always going, oh, now I'm treating this and now I'm treating that yeah. and that was really hard. So then my approach with clients was really like, oh, well, anti-candida stuff and anti-parasite stuff and this and that. And then once you sort of start to understand, go, okay, but I'm losing so much of that nutrient density if you're not pushing, you know, for them to get their digestion to a point that they can handle dairy again or mm. to make sure they're eating enough butter or liver or oysters or, you know, those real mm. nutrient-dense foods. And I realised that was such a big element that I was missing in my practice because mm. I was so focused on how we're removing this, yeah. The symptom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, instead yeah. of treating the system as a whole, like improving, yeah. you know, like because, Craig, you had the parasite yeah. and it took him a couple of years to but back yeah. then too we were in the gym and we were stressed as like working yeah. massive hours so i look back now i'm like oh that was probably a massive contributing factor but yeah. you're good yeah, now it wasn't one thing there i no, mean having, having a parasite that you then needed to treat with some pretty aggressive <laughs> courses of antibiotics yeah. is going to yeah. take a while for your gut flora to repopulate and be normal it's, again you know but yeah, that, i mean yeah. that, that was a very <laughs> unique issue but yeah again yeah. the only way you overcome that is by understanding what's wrong measuring what's going in seeing how you're feeling 
make yeah. adjustments based off that and then but remember like you couldn't eat anything and like like he would just get he would have this super strict diet and now you know like sometimes we'll have burritos and he'll have sourdough bread and we'll have we have yeah. um spaghetti at one stage i couldn't eat pasta. i would just be nothing bloated, bloated. Oh, he yeah. was yeah he's yeah. super strict and now because he's just oh, like improved on improved his thyroid function and his in digestion just the system overall he's yeah. a lot more i guess resilient and his yeah. digestion is more robust you know, whereas yeah. you're right, like if you're constantly just focusing on, oh, I've got to fix the symptom, the symptom, the symptom, it just never gets better. Yeah. And people also go, I mean, some people can handle going straight into pro-metabolic eating and cutting out, you know, lots of different mm. foods and then incorporating a whole heap of dairy and it's fine for them. But then I think like the women I see on a daily basis with all their stool testing and their gut issues and go, oh, actually, it's yeah. a really good, like, this is where you want to get to. But if you go and drink that much milk, you're oh, going to feel oh. awful. You've got to go so slow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People just go, oh, I'll do all that. Or women go, oh, okay, I'll add all these carbs back in but they're not measuring anything and then yep. they just feel awful as well like there's totally yeah and that comes back to the measurement what craig was talking about like yeah. you know there are when we were having this conversation this morning because we see this all the time is you know like the healing pounds and there are women that gen you know like me i was small i was 62 kilos i'm 174 i'm like 70 kilos now yeah. i've got more muscle obviously but like there are women who really did restrict and were at a very low yeah. levels of body fat so they actually needed to gain body fat and weight to be healthy but then there's women who are massively overweight they don't need to gain any more body fat you know they need they and we, but i think you're right that people don't track anything and craig sees it all the time as they just go and eat all this beautiful saturated fat and ice cream and heaps of carbs and they just stack all this weight on and they're like oh why have i gained all this weight well you've just eaten in too much of a calorie excess yeah. for where you are right now you know which makes sense yeah because the yeah. food's so delicious too <laughs> it <you know>? is <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Once you start seeing Kate's recipes and your recipes and you start looking at all the repeat stuff and go, oh, I can eat that. And yeah. it's great. But still but calories right. is calories, you know, like even like even if you've got a good metabolism and you're active, you can still eat too much of good calories still. Yeah. Like if I ate three and a half thousand calories, I would gain weight. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would. Yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been strength training for then, Kitty? Like really proper strength training since I met yeah. Craig. Because before that, I wasn't doing it properly. I was yeah. just running around the gym stupidly. Yeah, just- I mean, I mean, you were you were training. It just there was there wasn't any specificity to what you were doing. It was like I can do a bit of this, I can do that. Yeah. It was all like the the measurement of a hard training session was you know how sweet and out of breath you were. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm like, well, how much weight have you added to the bar in the last four weeks? Like, what are you talking about? Why were you? <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. you are weight training. Like, the goal is to train the weight. That's what it is. So if, if you're not adding more weight to the bar or getting more reps over time, then you're not progressively overloading, then you're not actually making any progress. Is that a common issue you see with women coming into their program that they've been doing a lot of that, a lot of group fitness or a lot of unstructured training, and then they come into your program and they actually obviously see the, the progress and you would see the muscle build over time? Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting um, uh, it's a, I guess, you know, thought process is that, you know, the, the, as I mentioned, the, the definition of a, of a hard workout or a mm. successful workout, you know, is how exhausted you are at the end of it. And it's just like, well, you can't measure exhaustion, exhaustion. You can't measure sweat. You can't measure how out of breath. I mean, they're, they're, they're just, 
they're, they're symptoms of what you were doing, but what we're actually trying to do is change our physique. Like, yeah. it's like, why are you going to the gym? It's like, cause I want to be less fat. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> let, let's, let's think about the things that actually dictate the changes in that. So as I mentioned earlier, the amount of food you eat controls your body weight, you know, how strong you get in the gym, you go to the gym, you lift weights, progressively heavy weights over time, you build muscle, you bustle, uh, well, the muscles grow or they shrink depending on if you stop training, they shrink. If you start lifting weights and getting stronger, they grow, right? So the, the difference, you know, when we're looking at, say, for example, a 75 kilo female, and let's just say she's eating 2000 calories a day, that's what's maintaining her 75 kilos of body weight. If she then goes to the gym and gets really, really strong and puts on, you know, a kilo of lean muscle mass, but still eating the same amount of food that controls her 75 kilos of body weight. If she's put on a kilo of, of lean muscle mass, that means she's dropped a, uh, a kilo of fat because yeah. what makes up your total body weight is muscle and fat. Yes, there's bones and glycogen and water and all these other things that we can't actually affect. But what we can actually affect is how much fat we have and how much muscle we have. So if we're just looking at the components of what makes that up, how much we eat controls our body weight, how strong we get controls our muscle mass. Our fat is the difference between getting those two metrics right. So yeah. if we're building muscle and we're getting stronger, but we're controlling our body weight with our food, then our fat comes off. And this is the whole body recomposition process and how it works is that at the end of the day, if you're getting stronger and you're adding weight to the bar and you're doing more reps over time across all of the exercises, whether it's squats, whether it's a leg press, whether it's a lap pull down, whether it's a bicep curl, whatever it is, the same framework needs to be applied. If your muscles continuing to go up and you're controlling your intake, your fat comes off. It's very, very simple. It's very, very logical. It's very easy. Yeah. To measure. So if, if you're doing stuff outside of that, like you're doing the, 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 the boot camps and the kettlebell swings and the box jumps and that insulting, utterly dumb exercise called a burpee and <laughs> skipping and all this other stuff that makes no contribution, whatever to building lean muscle mass, then it becomes utterly irrelevant if the goal is to change your body composition and have physique development. Yeah. So the whole process of, of what I'm trying to get through to people is be as specific as possible. If it doesn't match that, then there's no point doing it. Well, how much cardio? I really want to do my 10 Ks. What for? Oh, because I believe it burns fat. How do you measure what the 10 Ks that you're running is actually burning any fat at any given time? I don't. Right. So if you can't measure it, don't bother doing it. If we already understand that fat is a result of body weight and muscle mass, then those things don't. So yeah. if you want yeah. to run because you, you're, you're an athlete and you, I don't know, you, running. You, you go yeah. running, you do marathons. Absolutely. But that is sports specific conditioning. That is not what we do for fat loss. So again, yes. it's just being specific to what you're doing. So yeah. people are like, oh, I like running because it makes me feel good. Okay, great. Go and run. But from a coach's standpoint, I can't tell you what that running is doing other than exhausting you and potentially taking your ability to recover from the weight training. That's the thing that's actually going to develop your physique. Yeah. So yeah. if we remove that variable and then everything starts to improve, well, there's the answer to the question. How about you just not run for a while? Can yeah. you do that? When you yeah. just get such better results, like training less. Like I was training like, hey, Craig, six, seven days a week, two hours a day. Yeah. And Craig dropped it back to like, I've only ever trained three to four days a week, mm -hmm. but yeah. actually like learning how to lift and adding weight to the bar and getting 
progressively stronger in my physique and obviously I, and walk too you know we we in our program you know we're not saying that you can't do more so if you have time and you are prioritizing recovery and you're athlete and you whatever you can do more but obviously most of the women we work with they don't have time to train five days a week and do a heap of cardio and walk every day like they're busy mums with kids so they love our program because you can get good results training three to four days a week getting your steps in eating the yummy food yeah, you know, focusing on sleep, getting some sunlight. You know, it's just these basic, you know, I guess principles and yeah. habits that you need to form that lead to these sustainable results. Mm-hmm. You know, like I love to train. I love train. I love strength training, but I also I just like doing it three days a week. It's good. I'm like so, so busy now. I'm like it's awesome. I can just do my little three days a week, push hard. I get good results. You know, yeah. without having to think. Oh fuck! I've got to train five, six days a week. Yeah, yeah. I've do not. I've never trained as little as I do now. Like four days strength, and then I mean, I've got a road bike. They love to ride and stuff. But I used to be saying CrossFit like every day and running yeah. and hours of boxing and cardio. And I was like, yeah. I don't. And then on yeah, like twelve hundred calories. I'm like, I don't oh know how God. I did it. I'll just yeah, go. Bang. I have no idea. Same. And I think you're either like you're a woman who like us who like obviously restricted more than we binged yeah. and we stayed small. <laughs> and then we had all these fucked up issues. Like, you know, I had miscarriage and all these period issues, cycle issues, you know, shitty sleep. Um, but then the other end of the scale of the women who just binge and binge and binge. And you know what I think too, there's a lot of shame for women around yeah. binge eating. Like women lie about it because they're ashamed. Like yeah. I've had clients tell me that they just bury their head in the sand because they're ashamed that they did it. And I'm like, don't be ashamed. It's okay. Just say yeah. you binged. It's all right. Yeah. Like start again, eat more food, get into the habit of eating more consistently, and then you'll, you won't binge anymore, you know, but they are afraid to admit it. But then when you dig a bit deeper, they're like, oh yeah, you know, because it's impossible to be hundred kilos and eating 1200 calories. It's impossible. Yeah. It's not possible. Like no matter even if you've got thyroid problems, it's not possible. We've seen it. Hey Craig, like time and time and time again, but it's because, they're either like Craig said, underreporting. They just don't realize, or they're they're ashamed. Mm. Yeah, which is understandable. I've been there. Yeah. I'd have cigarette epic binges. Yeah. Where I'd make myself throw up, and I'd take laxatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's finding finding that balance, and like mm. you said, yeah, tracking and consistently, and having that accountability. Like if you're in, if you're working with a practitioner, or you're in a program like your program, or you know whatever you're in. You've got mm. someone to talk to, someone to ask, someone to remind you, someone to keep you on track. You don't feel like you're trying to do it solo because that's the other thing as well. We see these women, they're like, I've got no one to turn to and I feel like I've been doing it by myself and my husband doesn't understand. I'm so bloated. I'm so tired. Mm. I'm so this and that. And then, yeah, then they beat themselves up. They don't eat. They run heaps. They feel worse. Their hair starts falling out and it's mm. just a horrible cycle. Mm. It is. It's, and it's, it's, it's hard to break. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it, that it's like anything, a habit forms and, and trying to break some of those habits requires, um, it requires a lot of, it requires support, you know, your environment, you know, is your partner supportive with this thing? Are you, do you have a social network of friends who are like, oh, we just love to booze it all the time and all that. Like, like it, 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 I totally understand and sympathize with some people that are certainly in those situations and, and saying no can be really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, for, certainly from a coach's perspective, you know, we can only give you the, the tools, the yeah. strategies. We, we need you to implement it so we can actually see what's going on. But you know, sometimes it, it Kitty, what was, yeah, what was your biggest thing that helped you change? So for people, women listening or this and that and going, oh, you know, it was, was it 
just meeting Craig or was it just meeting Emma or what made you go, okay, this is, I need to do this. Maybe I'm not a good example because I'm the sort of person who just like finds something and I'm like, I'm in, hey, Craig, like all in. I just don't, blinkers on because I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm going to do this because if I, if I'll only know if it works if I go all in. But yeah, what was the turning point for me was I had got divorced and was seeing this therapist and she was, we'd always talk about nutrition and she's like, go and read this blog of Emma's called Defending Fruit and Other Non-Complex Carbs. And I was reading it and I was like, because I never ate fruit I was like the sugar Nazi, like I didn't even eat dairy because I made my own almond milk, would only eat blueberries. And I was reading this and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, this makes sense. I'm like the whole fucking fitness industry is telling me the cut sugar, cut dairy. And Emma's talking about thyroid function and, you know, your cells, um, you know, need sugar. It's their primary fuel source. You know, your liver requires um, glycogen to, you know, for the conversion of thyroid hormone. I'm like, fuck. Like sugar isn't the actual enemy here. And like, I just spent my, I binge. Like I remember one time I ate eight crunchy bars in one sitting like at once. <laughs> just shit. Like, so yeah, I was, I was good. I was, I was impressive. I wasn't good. But I was, I could eat a lot, but you know, and I was just like all these light bulbs went off. And then at the same time meeting Craig, cause then we you know, she was all about the food. And then, you know, we, I met Craig and we went to the gym and he's like, oh, show me, show me how you did this. Show me how you squat. And I showed him and he's like, nah like just do it like this and he gave me this program and like I just remember looking at some of the leg press numbers think I'll never be able to do that and I look think about where I am now and it was just fun and I would send him all these videos of me and my numbers at the site from site and I just got so excited and I finally I actually did cardio for quite a while after I met him because I was like I couldn't stop doing my hit sessions at the end but then I realized it was really impacting my like recovery and I just realized I didn't need to do it anymore like, I still walked um, and that was those, that was a real turning point for me. And, and I was just like, I just soaked up everything up. Cause I was just like, this is it. I've found it. This is like, sugar is not the devil. You know, Gary's not the devil. Um, and I just, I think, yeah, so maybe I'm not a good example. Cause I think a lot of women can like, you've got to really go all in. Like, and I, Craig and I laugh about this. He's like, you know, he talks about the nuances and like, I'm not good with the detail. <laughs> Craig's just like. <laughs> here's your program, you know, yeah. you got it. Like you want, you want your physique to look like this. You got to get your deadlift to here. And that's all I would think about is I would just go into that fucking gym and just train hard. And like, I just was like, got to get my numbers to here. And I was eating the food and not just trying everything. And I was just, I just loved it. You know, I just, yeah. so I think, you know, women, and I just, I think I got good results because I did the basics consistently. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, people are different, you know, like that's, I, I don't want to say that there's a blanket approach for everyone, but, you know, I f- feel a lot of women, they just don't do the basics consistently, you know, nail all the basics first and then start to, you can experiment with different supplements and different things. But I don't know, I think you've got to, you've got to go all in and believe that you can make it work. And you, I think you've got to also be involved in the process. You can't be like, always tell me exactly what to do. Like you've got to take control of your own nutrition and try different things and test things and be consistent. And then you'll start to see patterns. You're like, oh, this works or this doesn't work. Or, Mm. you know, I realized I could eat more food without gaining 50 kilos. And, you know, I slept better because I had a, you know, before bed snack, just stuff like that, I think. Yeah. You know, because I think a lot of women just, they, they want the result, but they don't want to be consistent with the basics and they keep going, looking for answers, looking for the next supplement, you know, and not doing the basics. 
Mm. We're, we're so often a product of what we see in here, though, because there's so much information and noise on social media, you know, and I don't even know how I came across you. I stumbled through it via via. But once I followed you and then you start following people like you, your Libby <laughs> West Cones and your Emmas and your this and your that, yeah. all of a sudden your Instagram feed starts filling up with all this positive pro-metabolic stuff and it's no longer really skinny women or long cardio or this and that and all of a sudden you start it just starts to tick things in your mind and then you start to try stuff and you step in and you you know pull back a little bit from your cardio like you said it may not be all at once but you pull back a bit you start strength training more consistently you stop beating yourself and it's just this slow transition then all of a sudden you sort of get to a point where you go hey I actually really love this. This is great. I'm enjoying my training. I'm enjoying my eating. I'm enjoying, you know, you just sort of gradually progress towards a lifestyle that you're like, this is sustainable. This is great. And it's sustainable. Totally. And I think, you know, maybe what you can do is like unfollow some people that trigger you or don't, you know, like promoting fasting. And, you know, um, I was did an interview with Danny Roddy We've been friends with him right from the start. I just love Danny. He's such a nice guy. And he, yeah. we were just talking about what we love about Ray Pete is it's not like eat this, eat that. It's, you know, finding what works for your body and experimenting. And it's not, you know, like you need to do fasting or you need to, you know, like I just, I don't know. I think it's, yeah, I just feel so much more in control. Like food doesn't yeah. control me anymore. Yeah. And I yeah. just feel excited about sleeping through the night and, you know, like about the delicious orange juice that I get to every, like Craig, just, I, I'm like, oh, I just love orange juice. Every time I drink the orange juice, like these Harrison yeah, markets, yeah, he's like, shut <laughs> yeah. the fuck up, kitty. It's opened around the corner from us and it does fresh juices. Yes. And like, it's like nectar of the gods, I swear. Like I, and every time I eat my ice cream, I sit there reading my ice cream. I'm like, oh God. And I look forward to like, you know, having a good sleep and I wake up in the morning, we go for a walk on the beach and I go into the gym and lift my weights. And it's just, I feel really happy. Yeah. You know, yeah. like. Just the simple things make you really happy because you're finally free from all that shit of I hate my fucking body and um, oh, what can I what can I not eat? And I'm just craving sugar and, you know, I just going to have to go and smash myself with running. And I think that every morning when I have like my butter and my sourdough <laughs> and my eggs and I just think of you and I think, oh, man, kitty's changed her life. None of more of this like big bowl of greens or skipping breakfast or Egg whatever. White, I'm spinach, like, omelettes, oh, fuck. I'm like, I just love my food now. It's just an orange juice. I would never i'm like the biggest orange same. juice nazi before and now i'm like i can't give it up i'm like i love same. this <laughs> same it's just it's just freeing it's so freeing and then you can just like you know i it like you feel like so many women say to us like it's so much more than just what you're eating and losing weight like this lady yesterday is like this has been life-changing i'm like going yeah. into my salon i'm full of ideas the brain fog's lifted like yeah it's great i've lost 15 kilos nearly but she's like it's so much more than that and that's why we get so excited about it too because yeah. it's that's why we called it win at life because one of our clients in the gym what was her name katie katie yeah, katie, yeah. katie yeah. Right. yeah and she sent me this message one day going right. yeah. what wasn't these exact words but like i've never had like a framework that's really just helped me like win at life. So that's why we yeah. called it the win at life program. Yeah. Cause we just want to help you win at life. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. So if people want to learn more about you guys, what you do, follow you, where's the best place to get in contact. So you can go to our website, which is um, www.newstrength.com.au. And that's got a link to our podcast. We've just launched this amazing um, new challenge. It's called the seven day eat more train, less get results challenge. Cause we want to show oh, women that you don't cool. need to eat 1200 calories and train six, seven days a week. So it basically, you know, 
Oh, we really love it. We're really crazy. Is that yeah, but- a mini version of your break free challenge? It's different. It's different. different. It's yeah. different. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, Craig was going through the whole because we just we did different our ops manager Vic, who's awesome, like, you know, sit, did out this big spreadsheet. You gotta do this bit, kitty, you gotta do this, this is Craig. So it's all come together now. And Craig went through the whole thing. He's like, This is a really good fucking program. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is really like it really gives every someone everything they need to know to like with you know sustainable results. And like again, where where we like, I mean, I like simplicity. I like it to be pretty simple. I mean, it's not super simple. Like obviously, you know, like we say, there are nuances and everyone's different, but like the basic principles, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they people can do that too. Yep. And you get like 30 days of live coaching calls with myself and Craig. Um, and then we have a, a, a accelerated program where we take people by application now because we just, we just really want to work with women who want to do the work and who are committed. So we, you have to get on a call and do a call with us to see if you're a good fit for the program. But I would say to people, start with the seven-day program. Yep, mm. yep, awesome, cool. Well, I'll link all that stuff in the show notes anyway and definitely if you're not, but I think most of my listeners will be following you on Instagram, but otherwise, yeah, go over. It's just Kitty Bloomfield, isn't it? Yeah, so it's K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. So it's pronounced Bloomfield with like you would think it would spell with two O's. It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool. I'll link that in. But thank you so much, both of you, for jumping on today and having a chat. I really appreciate it. And I know that my listeners will just be frothing over this episode. So thank you oh, thanks again. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. It was great. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking.